morning, Bucknutters. It is Monday, December 11th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Life got in the way today, people. We are coming to you about an hour and a half earlier than usual, 7.30 a.m. Eastern time for Eastern time for our live viewers. Usually you get Dave and myself here. Dave is on vacation. Life got in the way for me today, so I had to do the show early. It had Pat Murphy set up to join us. Pat came down with some sort of ailment overnight. So says my phone at 4.50 a.m. That was on silent. But we will still get into a bunch of stuff today. There is plenty going on. If you ever were going to ask a question, today is the day. I'll try and go as long as I can here, but I'll need your help. Uh, I am not Dave Biddle as it comes to individual shows. And no, Dave is not here. Guess who is? You know. Let's start Monday with the Manscaped. Santa Baby. The season for a fresh cut is finally here with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in Below the Waist Grooming have just launched their fifth generation performance package to help you avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your special snowflake with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get the best stocking stuffer of all by going to manscaped.com and using Bucknuts for 20% plus free shipping. Mrs. Claus will thank you. They also have the Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear hair trimmer, Boxers 2.0, Shears 3.0 nail grooming kit, So get 20% off and free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com and use BUCKNUTS as your code. Say ho, ho, ho to a well-groomed mistletoe with Manscaped. All righty. We are going to talk about a bunch of stuff here. First of all, I want to offer my congratulations to Marvin Harrison Jr., Winner of the Fred Bolitnikoff Award, uh, a Heisman finalist, and what a uh, fine representation for the program. If he's not the best receiver ever to attend Ohio State, he's certainly in the mix. Boy, he's going to be one heck of an NFL player. Can you imagine the other team having to worry about more than Marvin for a game? He'll draw less attention in a pro game than he probably has since he was probably eight or nine years old. And I imagine this, if you go out to a peewee game and you know Marvin Harrison Jr. is on the other team, I think you're throwing the double on the eight-year-old without even uh, seeing any game film. But congratulations to Marv. Like I said, a wonderful representation of the program in every way. And those who think he could possibly be coming back, I don't see that happening. And congratulations to him. I'd be shocked if he's not a top three pick. Um, I guess the quarterbacks could go one, two, three, and he could go four. But we shall see. Um, I also then now want to update where we are with the transfer portal. Okay. So let's just go over some details here. Transfer portal. Open December 4th. Closes January 3rd. Okay. But there is a 30-day window if your coach is fired that is triggered. So let's say, I mean, you wouldn't expect a team that gets that far into the bull season to fire their coach, but it's possible. They could move on to greener pastures. And then all those players open up for a 30-day window regardless of the portal. 
Um, if you play in the college football playoff, you can also enter the portal without penalty through about mid-January. So we really don't know who is totally in. Um, and then there'll be a spring portal opening from May 1st to the 15th. Uh, we'll get into that, I'm sure, in detail. Um, here are the guys that have entered the portal for Ohio State as of this morning. Uh, Joe Royer, Chip Trainum, Jair Brown, Omari Abor, Julian Fleming, Reed Carrico, Jacob James, Evan Pryor, Cam Martinez, Kai Stokes, Kyle McCord, Ryan Turner, Parker Lewis, and Victor Cutler Jr. Yes, it's a long list, but I would ask anybody here, you know, besides, I guess, McCord, who else was really guaranteed? By guaranteed, I air quote that, but who was really expected to get considerable playing time? Who was penciled in as a starter? Maybe Julian Fleming. Um, you'd have to assume that. But um, I can't really get too fired up about anyone that's leaving now. And I've said this before. Guys who come to Ohio State, you can look at the portal. There were some of the higher rated high school kids to get in there. They're going to have plenty of interest. Guys who can't you know, find the field at Ohio State, there's many, 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 many Division I schools you can still play at. So that's not always the case when you're trying to transfer up. To be fair, most of these guys are going to transfer you know, parallel and down to me, parallel would be Georgia and Alabama in terms of a recruiting perspective. So I'm not too fired up about that. Um, in terms of transfers, who they want and who they're looking at, uh, Derek Harmon, the defensive tackle from Michigan State is apparently either on campus or, or soon to be. Um, they, I heard Josh Pate say last night, they have a visit scheduled from, Trey Moore, defensive end out of University of Texas, San Antonio. But he already has a crystal ball rolled to uh, Texas. Um, we're going to get plenty of questions about quarterback, I assume. Uh, my Michael Pratt dream, the quarterback at Tulane, I think has passed. As I saw, he has applied for the senior bowl. Um, I don't know if that means he can still enter the portal. We are kind of in uncharted waters here. I will find out about that one. And um, the only other name I've heard anything about is Riley Leonard. And then we also hear he's virtually committed to Notre Dame. Got a chance to watch some Riley Leonard film last night. I do think he'd be kind of a nice fit here. He's almost, I don't want to be too hyperbolic here. He's almost a Josh Allen type for college football. He is a legit 6'4". He is eye to eye with his lineman and, he runs beautifully. I mean, he he moves very well, very strong lower body. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm getting some questions here. I will try and hit them as we go here. All right. Let's just use this. Brett Davis asks the, is it the number one question uh, we're facing right now? It's definitely close. I'm starting to think that it might be Lincoln Kynolds or Devin Brown. Um, yes, someone else could pop out of the portal, but, uh, there's some things, you know, with adding a transfer quarterback is a very impactful move on your roster, the way they've recruited a quarterback. And we've said this kind of from the start, I would only expect it to be a one-year guy. So that does take certain dudes out of the market. Your Dante Moores of the world, um, with Aaron Nolan arriving and Tavian St. Clair, you know, committed, and then you've already got Devin Brown and Lincoln Kynos. I'm not even sure you can get someone better than that. So I can't speak with any certainty on who I think the next quarterback will be. 
Um, I'm very, very interested to see how the bull prep goes. I've said before, I like what I've seen out of Lincoln Keenholz, Keenholz, excuse me. And, you know, Devin Brown brought something to the offense from a mobility perspective that we've been craving. Just really didn't see him for an extended time. And right as it looked like he was about to get his groove, he got hurt. So we really just don't know. Um, so I'll take it from there. Other news I want to just update you on from a recruiting perspective. Uh, Coy Parrish, the safety, committed to Michigan, um, was here this weekend. Carlin Jones, defensive tackle, was once committed to Nebraska, decommitted, was here this weekend. Sounded like everything was going really well with Carlin Jones. And then when the great Bill Curley contacted him later yesterday evening, sounds like Auburn and Alabama are getting involved and have at least piqued Carlin's interest. So we will follow that. Corey Parrish, it sounds like, is very interested in Ohio State. Steve Wolfong has a great story up about that right now. So I would check that out. Um, and then other recruiting topics, I think we're – uh, kind of fluid. All right. Da, da, da. Let's go here. Last remaining recruits were after, excuse me, Amaris Williams are also uh, in for that. Uh, the defensive end out of North Carolina who uh, committed to Florida. But um, it does sound like another of the big heavyweights are also getting involved in that to challenge Ohio State being, I mean, I really only listened for a couple schools. Uh, Georgia and Alabama, definitely in the mix of that. So if uh, Amaris Williams gets interest from Georgia, as Bill has told us, I do imagine that's going to be a little bit of a challenge. We got more quarterback questions. Who do you think will sit? Ken Stein, who do you think will sit out the bowl game? That's an excellent question. Um, the low-hanging fruit guys would be, you know, Marvin Harrison, uh, JT Tumalau, if he commits to go to the NFL. Um, Denzel Burke, I could see sitting out because he's a higher drafted guy. Mekeg Buka, I could see sitting out, although I have uh, said here I would love for them to go to, especially if Marv, you know, if Marv does sit out, which I expect him to, uh, go to a Mecca and say, you can be the number one guy for this game. We'll do the Jackson, Smith, and Jigba bowl game plan with you. Don't know if not having the quarterback in there that he's used to has any effect on it. Uh, something certainly to watch, but I do think we're going to get a youth movement in the bowl game, and I am all for it. Dan, are you a coffee drinker? You better believe it. If I wasn't, I would not be doing the show. I don't know if that's uh, hurt my appearance or voice, but uh, odds are on both. Ryan Strabel, I hope we stick with Brown and Keenholz. I think we have a stub between those two. I'm not, I'm starting to come around to that in terms of, I just think, are you going to be able to bring in someone who's clearly better than them? Um, and clearly better, I would also, you know, let's use clearly more experienced instead of that. Because I think from a talent perspective, both Brown and Keenholz are probably going to be naturally more talented than almost anyone you bring in here. Um, I'm not really sure about that. Tyler Jonas, do you believe they told CJ not to run because he knew Kyle was behind him and didn't want to risk this showing a year early? 
and I think Devin Brown takes it to the promised land in 24. I don't necessarily think that he was told not to run, you know, at all costs. I do think there is a heavy emphasis on getting the ball to the recruited receivers. And uh, much like the year before, uh, two years before that, excuse me, when Justin Fields was being, being backed up by Gunnar Hoke, you know, they didn't want Justin to run quite as much. There's a pretty big gap between, at the time, Justin Fields and whoever was behind him. And I think you could make an argument there was an even bigger gap between CJ and who was behind him. So I don't have a terrible issue with uh, the way the quarterbacks have been handled. I can't I can't uh, throw shade at anything that was done with CJ Stroud. He's pretty much the blueprint. Um, Steve Loki. Riley Leonard has great energy. Love his passion. Yeah, I wonder if that's contributed, though, to him taking a bunch of hits. He does not back down from any contact, and as big and tough as you are, um, if you get out in the open field like that as a quarterback, you put yourself in harm's way, kind of piggybacking on the question we had before that. Um, very impressed with Leonard, though. His arm is a little bit stronger than I expected, and I said Josh Allen. He certainly doesn't have Josh Allen's cannon, but he is a really good runner. Like, not not good. He's really good. He's an absolute threat. Uh, you know, third and eight, if he drops back, it used to be like I say with Terrell Pryor, third and eight, just drop back, wait for everyone to get scrambled and run. Leonard's got some of that in him. Almost like a almost, – Leonard's almost like a bigger JT Barrett. Um, certainly don't want to uh, start any other JT – craziness on here jr's rankings koi barrage is committed to minnesota i thought he is committed to minnesota but he visited ohio state this weekend if i said if i mentioned another school or, or spoken and um and and incorrectly there i apologize any more potential linemen coming in maybe a defensive end we talked about amaris williams uh, carlin jones is more of an inside guy and like we said there's talk that they may go after Trey Moore, the sorry about that, the defensive end from University of Texas San Antonio. But like I said, um, he's already crystal balled to Texas. So that's um, something to follow. Mike Allen, what is your opinion about Travion Henderson's status and will the Bucks look for additional help at running back for experience and depth? Thanks. I wouldn't be to, you know, running back is a much different position than the others on the field at Ohio State, just because, you know, everyone's coming to go to the pros, but being a running back in the pros is a tough gig. Um, your life expectancy as a professional football player, when you're a running back is sub four years, um, also about Trey, Trey was really one of the first guys to start doing well with the NIL, um, just the way it all lined up timing wise. So I could see for a running back, you know, it might be better to come back and, you know, I still think he has a chance to, if he has a great year to come back and get drafted really high. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go in the third or fourth round. Now running backs, it's tough to crack those first two rounds. So I'm not sure it affect his draft status much if he stayed. So a lot of it might just be how happy he is here. Um, but, you know, there's no way to really know about that. I have not heard anything 
to the contrary on it. And uh, we can certainly see the difference he made uh, to the offense. I thought the stretch when he came back this year after being injured was his best at Ohio State. He showed more wiggle. He broke more tackles. He's always had the speed. Um, he just showed more wiggle to me. And, you know, it was really the key to them, you know, winning a lot of those games. They, they obviously didn't beat Michigan, but in the other two bigger games, I thought he was the key. So, you know what that means? More ads, which is what you love. But this is actually a good one. Nuts.com, not manscaped.com. Don't get him confused. Do you wish you could go to Willy Wonka's Candy Factory? Well, since that's not exactly possible, let me introduce you to the online version of that, nuts.com. In addition to an amazing selection of nuts, they have tons of classic candies like butterscotch, fudge, and licorice. At the grocery store, you can get pecans. But don't you want bourbon pecans? It might be pecans, by the way. Sweet and spicy pecans or pecans. Pecan brittle or butter toffee pecans. Pecans. If you're eager to try these, head to nuts.com to see hundreds of different varieties of nuts they offer. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruits, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. At nuts.com, quality is the top priority. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships, so they reach you deliciously fresh. Satisfaction is guaranteed. You know, we're fortunate enough they do send us some product, and I will, I will echo that sentiment. It was the freshest stuff we've ever had. Um, we've done a lot of ads on here. Nuts.com is in the mix for my family's top choice. Right now, Nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping of, on orders of $29 or more at Nuts.com slash Bucknuts. Go check out all of the delicious options at Nuts.com backslash Bucknuts. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. That's nuts.com backslash bucknuts. All right. Let's crack out some questions here. Garen Eggleston, does Fry come under heat for not getting some of the big online guys this year? I don't think it's going to go that great for him. Um, you know, they were in the mix for Brandon Baker. They were in the mix for Jordan Seaton. Obviously, those recruitments didn't go their way. They do have... An excellent class, though, Ian Moore, the Armstrong brothers. So a lot of it's going to be on development. And let's also see what happens in the transfer portal between now and closure. Um, offensive linemen are highly coveted in the transfer portal. I think Steve Wolfong used the line the other day, last week, that find you someone who loves you like a free agent offensive lineman in the portal. Um, everybody could use one of those guys. I saw Zeke Carell, the Notre Dame center, committed to NC State. He was an Ohio native. Perhaps they weren't looking at center. Steve Waddell. What happens to players who entered the portal and find no interest from any teams? You can return to your team. I'm speaking hypothetically here. I'm not speaking of Ohio State. You can return to your team, but they, and then they have to have a scholarship for you. A lot of the guys that hit the portal um, don't find that, that their desired destination. Um, I don't know how many guys that transferred last year didn't find a spot, but it's a it's a big number. It's definitely a big number. All right, Justin Joseph. Not exactly excited about seeing Brown as our starting quarterback, 
because he couldn't even beat out McCord as the starter. Start linking Kynos at quarterback. Yeah, I've considered that, and I think everybody who witnessed the competition probably has a little bit of doubt because of it. I'm not sure those things are linear. Um, you know, there's these are young men who can improve. Uh, Devin Brown was hurt this year, but there's no rule that says he couldn't get better. And Ryan Day is good at developing quarterbacks. So I thought of that, and it's a, it's a reasonable concern. Keynotes, I, I, I wouldn't flow into that, you know, category just because he had just gotten here. And the idea of beating out a, a vet like that was kind of ridiculous. Um, but, you know, we, we shall see. It's a reasonable concern. Um, Eric Russell. Urban had a great take on McCord. It was basically the should have stayed to compete. You're the quarterback of a powerhouse program. Why would you want to step away from that chance? Uh, never know. Mike got sports. Should have gone after Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel, of course, is the quarterback. Was at University of Central Florida. Then he transferred to Oklahoma. Had a pretty big year. And has now reached uh, Oregon. Uh, but they really laid out a blueprint for a transfer quarterback, given how well Bo Nix played there, how much Bo Nix rehabbed his, not just his college career, but his NFL potential. Um, he was a, I don't want to say he was a disappointment at Auburn, but he certainly didn't live up to the hype. And um, he had a tremendous year at Oregon. Very, very impressed. Uh, yes, Terry Kovac. Bring in Riley Leonard, let Brown fight him for the job. I guess that's possible. I, I might be just realizing the obvious here, but I, I would assume if Riley Leonard comes in, he's going to be the starter. Um, but anything's possible. Uh, I'm not saying, I don't think, I do not think Day is going to guarantee, I can't speak, this is just my opinion. I do not think Day is going to guarantee a transfer, a starting spot. Um when you've got two really good players in there. So that could be a concern. Um, I wouldn't say Notre Dame's quarterback room is as strong as Ohio State's right now with the two guys they have in there. Will we find out about Cam Ward after the bowl game? I would think the team would want to see the performance of both Devin and Lincoln before seeking outside help at quarterback play. Your thoughts. Cam Ward, of course, the Washington State quarterback who um, a lot of people think is – you know the ideal fit for Ohio State. He would bring the mobility to the to the uh, table. He's also got tons of experience. He's actually already transferred. I think he was a junior college kid to get started. If not, he was at a lower level before he got to Washington State. Um, I don't know. It was kind of low hanging fruit to talk about Cam Ward because his, you know, he's probably the most well known quarterback name, or at least one of them that hit the portal. And Ohio State is a glamorous spot and you'd think it'd just be a nice fit to slide him right in there but if you listen to the names associated with cam ward i really haven't heard ohio state um all right let's see da, 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 da. jay thompson back on the trey henderson beat here trey could probably go second round if he comes back and stays healthy next season and maybe late first if he does that and runs a sub four four forty like i think he's capable of I'll start with the latter part of that comment. I don't want to guarantee anything, but I'd be shocked if he doesn't go sub 4-4. Four, four. 
he's not only a blessed athlete with great speed, he has a tremendous track background and guys like that tend to know how to run the 40. Um, I could see him. Yeah. Four, three, five, somewhere in there. It's hard to, hard to predict, but uh, I believe he won the hundred and big schools in Virginia out of the Richmond area. Uh, and that's no joke. That's a legit state title. Um, Alex, the English great nickname, of course, former Denver nuggets, lethal scorer, Alex English. I'm excited for Jelani Thurman, the big six, six tight end from Georgia. Same school Aaron Nolan went to you and me both. I think Jelani Thurman, I can't think of another tight end. They've had that be almost, you know, the first off the bus type. Um, those in the Ohio area can remember his dad, Odell Thurman, who was a really tough linebacker for the Bengals. And he is kind of that combination um, of length and size and athleticism that really could take the tight end position to another level. Kate Stover had a tremendous finish at tight end. I think if you go back and crack the numbers down, had he chosen to, or had he been put at tight end, you know, his whole career, he would have been challenging some of the receiving records. So uh, Kate Stover was tremendous. Um, what are your thoughts on Jeremiah Smith? Any chance he gets flipped before National Signing Day? That was asked to Steve Wolfong the other day. Um, he's not as confident as he was before, but hopefully Jeremiah wants to play for Brian Hartline, wants to follow in the footsteps of a Bolitnikoff winner and very high draft pick, Marvin Harrison. Jeremiah Smith also would enter an Ohio State team that just the way the roster has rolled, I think there's more opportunity for him to play early on, not just because he's, you know, as some people think, the best wide receiver prospect they've ever seen. But, you know, if Emeka leaves and Marv leaves, Julian Flavin's already gone. You got three new starters coming in there, and I assume one of them will be Carnell Tate. I'd have to assume. Maybe Brandon Ennis would be the other one, but then uh, Jeremiah Smith would fit in there nicely. Hopefully he has the NFL package because there was a time yesterday when I was watching, it looks looked like the Garrett Wilson and uh, Chris Olave show, which was pretty cool. Uh, that has not been asked, but Jordan asked. I'm not sure if it's been asked. Is Travion for sure gone? I've heard both. So maybe he is wavering. Um, not an easy choice. And then plus they got a lot of their stuff going on right now. Daniel Henry. You're a fine American. How about them Cowboys? Yes, I'm a well-known, well-known. That's a little, uh, hubris there. I am a Cowboys fan. Um, that was an enjoyable game last night against the Eagles. I do wonder what excuses will be used to knock down the Cowboys. If you're wondering, it's pretty much the same matrix they used to come after Ohio State. Uh, it's never enough. Woohoo, Mike. If Riley Leonard or Cam Ward came come in, I would love to see Devin Brown take them on. I worry, though, that with all the cash we would spend to get one of them, that would make the actual competition a little unfair. That's not a bad point. So think about this. If you're bringing in a guy now to compete, you're not, he's not coming for free. And uh, given that, one might assume that those who are accepting uh, a larger financial 
those getting more compensation would be look to the get on the field first. Um, I think all that stuff kind of works itself out before you get to that point. I also think, and I have to believe this, I certainly hope Ryan Day would play the best player regardless of their compensation. Um, Ohio State cannot be a program like that. That feels very Texas A&M to me on their past. Their, their past. Uh... Nick Williams asks, thoughts on why Chip Trainum went into the portal? I can only assume that he wants to go somewhere where he has a chance to be a more featured part of the offense. Now he went certain games here where he did not get a ton of carries at all. Um, So I don't blame him running back. You need to go show what you can do. I imagine if he would go to a, I mean, I don't know. I haven't followed who has gone after chip, but I would certainly think if he would go to a Mac level school, he could be their main guy day one. And then show the NFL that he can handle a little bit more of the every down back um, ask. I do definitely think he has the body type for it um, to play NFL football. Mellow number seven. Do we actually need a transfer quarterback? I blame yours for putting us in this predicament. Two questions. There were one comment, one question followed by a comment. Um, we've talked about that for a lot of the show. I don't know if they're going to bring in a transfer quarterback. I don't feel as strongly about it as I did. Um, just because guys who you think might have been a good fit are falling off or didn't hit the portal. But um, I think it's an, a fluid process. And like I said, it's hard. you can't just transfer to Ohio State and get on the field easily if you're not a stud at any position. So um, I'd like to see what's going to go on here first. I don't know why you wouldn't want to come play quarterback at Ohio State if you really have aspirations to be the best. I mean, I said this before. I wonder if C.J. Stroud is not the most valuable player on a trade chart, walking planet Earth right now. Ask the Texans who they would trade C.J. for straight up, anyone in the NFL. I mean, I guess there was a time Pat Mahomes would be that guy, but – He's getting a little older, a little longer in the tooth. Um, so his combination of youth and excellence, as I said before, he was produced by Ryan Day. So as much as we if you want to take shots at the other guys, you got to give him credit for that one. Um, pretty sure Kentucky, I think it's a legal obligation for anyone transferring out of Ohio State to visit Kentucky at least. He'd be a nice fit there too. Kentucky's actually done a real nice job with running backs. Um, Chris Rodriguez uh, made the Redskins. The Redskins. That's that goes way back. The Commanders roster this year, so um, that'd be a nice fit for him. Not too far from home, so his family can get down there and check him out. Oh, I want to go back to what uh, taking the shot at Quinn Ewers. I'm not sure what exactly happened there, but quarterbacks don't want to sit. That's proven. Um, if anything, this last weekend only, uh, poured gas on that fire. You've got the last two Heisman Trophy winners are transfer quarterbacks. I think over 60% of the starting quarterbacks in division one last year were transfers. So the, the ship has sailed on that. That's just a different vibe. 
And I think Ewers looked at Stroud and was like, I have no chance to get on the field. So I want to go somewhere where I can get on the field earlier. Um, and then who knows? He was a Texas kid. Uh, that was a wild recruitment. I mean, he was a famous, famous dude. And um, I'm not sure guys like that are comfortable on the bench or not in the spotlight. So you can't really – can you turn down a commitment from the first quarterback ever to get a 100 rating? I'm not sure you can. So uh, it's created some interest. I mean, you could definitely make a strong argument that just the timing of the dominoes and the way the Tetris quarterback fell there, that opened it up for McCord. So, all right, just a couple more here. Alex the English. I've seen it mentioned here before, but it looks like McCord and Fleming are trying to package themselves within Nebraska. At least that's the word. I have seen that as well. I would hope those guys would – land on their feet in a place where they can show hopefully what they think they can do. Uh, I'd love to see Fleming go somewhere where we can get a bunch of catches. He never really hard to say he didn't live up to the promise here because he was, he suffered through so many injuries. It was more of a stop and start thing for, for Julian. He's obviously a super talented guy and he is the kind of guy who fits the prototype that if you went to Nebraska and they made him the main dude, and he has a great year. I think he could really improve his draft stock. You see him in person. He is an NFL-sized receiver. That dude has some pipes. I'm serious. He's a big boy. Um, all right. Let's use this and make this our last question. Uh, I think Ryan Day wants to wait until after the bowl game to really see what he has at quarterback before making a decision on what to do in the portal. Is that too late to get someone at any position? We talked about that earlier. And I, will, I will go over that here. Let me hide that comment. The portal opened on the 4th of December. It closes on January the 3rd. Not for college football playoff teams. They can; Those guys can hit the portal um, through mid-January and not suffer any kind of penalty. Those are ones to watch. There are going to be guys on the college football playoff teams that boogie. And theoretically, those will be your best four teams. Um, so there'll be some guys to check out there. I don't know about quarterback. I would have to sit and really bust those rosters down to feel comfortable about that. Um, and then if your coach leaves, uh, that triggers a 30-day window, regardless of portal opening and closure. So is that something to watch? And then you've got another portal opening in the spring from May 1st to the 15th. All right, I'm going to hide that. All right, one more question. You know what? I think that'll do it. Definitely appreciate you guys stopping by. I will have a lot more help tomorrow as uh, Bill Kerlick and Mark Porter join me. Um, keep it locked in here, Bucknutters. The, the movement is coming fast and furious. If you want to see who's in the transfer portal, go to 24-7 Sports, hit Transfer Portal, hit the drop-down menu, and you can see the latest transfers. Those are updated in real time. We appreciate everybody stopping by. Have a good one. Bye,